welcome to this week's episode of Free Circle Freedoms. I'm Ed Waters, your host, and this week we are diving back into Visualized American Government 1964 edition. In this week's episode, we will be discussing changes by constitutional amendment. Before we get into this week's episode, I would like to invite you over to our other podcast, Dead America. You can find that at deadamerica.website. Our blog and a lot more is over at deadamerica.website. Join us over there also. So, let's get into this week's episode of Visualized American Government, 1964 edition. Effects of a Difficult Process of Amendment In Article 5, the framers of the Constitution provided for its amendment by four possible methods. The adoption of formal amendments, however, has been a relatively minor factor in the development of the Constitution. The amending process is so difficult and cumbersome that in a period of more than 170 years, only 24 amendments have been approved. Although some 3,000 changes have been suggested, moreover, an analysis of the amendments which were adopted indicates that they have affected relatively few vital changes in the underlying principles of our government. To facilitate this analysis, we shall classify the 23 amendments under four headings. Before we go any further with this episode, I want to say thank you to Anchor. Anchor allows us to freely record Free Circle Freedoms on a platform that allows us to distribute our podcast freely. And it's easy to use. Get over and check out Anchor. Amendments 1 through 10, inclusive, were adopted as a group in 1791 in order to meet the criticism that the new constitution lacked a Bill of Rights. The first nine are designed to protect the individual citizen against possible acts of tyranny on the part of the federal authorities. The Tenth Amendment safeguards the right of the states against usurpation by the federal government. The Bill of Rights made no alteration in any basic principle of the Constitution. Even before the adoption of the first ten amendments, the federal government had never possessed authority to establish a state religion or to abridge freedoms of the speech or press, or to limit the right of peaceable assembly, or to do any of the other things forbidden 
by the Bill of Rights. This group of amendments was added to the Constitution simply because many people felt that the writing of these prohibitions into the fundamental law would provide additional insurance against violation of cherished rights. We are justified, therefore, in considering the Bill of Rights an integral part of the original Constitution rather than the alteration or addition. Adjustments in the Machinery of the Federal Government In this second group, we may list amendments which brought about principal improvements and minor adjustments in the machinery of the Federal Government. The Eleventh Amendment was adopted in 1795 as a concession to states' rights. It narrows the field of federal jurisdiction slightly by declaring that a state may not be sued in the federal courts by a citizen of another state or of a foreign country. The Twelfth Amendment was adopted in 1804 because of the development of political parties had demonstrated that the original method of electing the president and vice president was unworkable. It provides that the electors shall cast separate ballots for each office. The 20th Amendment, approved in 1933, effected a logical and much-needed adjustment in the sessions of Congress, which virtually eliminated the lame-duck session. By providing for the President's inauguration on January 20th in place of March 4th, it reduced the waiting period between the time a new President is elected and the time he assumes office. The 22nd Amendment, 1951, limits a President to the two elected terms or one if he serves more than two years of his predecessor's term, the 23rd Amendment, 1961, gives the people of the District of Columbia three electoral votes in the Electoral College that chooses the president. The Extension of Democracy a third group of amendments restricts the powers of the states in the interest of liberty and democracy. The 13th Amendment, 1865, prohibits slavery. The 14th Amendment, 1868, defines citizenship and forbids any state to abridge the privilege of citizens of the United States or to deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law or to deny any person 
the equal protection of the laws. The 15th, 1870, forbids any state to deny the right to vote on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. These three amendments, which were outgrowth of the new Civil War, were designed chiefly to extend political rights to the Negro and to guarantee his civil rights. The 17th Amendment, adopted in 1913, provides that the United States Senators shall be elected by the people of each state rather than by the state legislators. The 19th Amendment, approved in 1920, extends the suffrage to women on the same basis as men by forbidding any state to deny the right to vote on account of sex. The 24th Amendment, approved in 1964, forbids the states to levy a poll tax as a requirement for voting in elections for federal offices. Footnote. We are reading Visualized American Government, 1964 edition. of the power of the federal government. In this fourth group are amendments that delegated additional powers to the federal government. The 16th Amendment, adopted in 1913, gives Congress the power to levy taxes on income without apportioning such taxes among the states according to population. The 18th Amendment, approved in 1919, provided for federal-state enforcement of nationwide prohibition. This was decidedly an innovation in that it gave the federal government control over one phase of the personal habits of the individual. It proved virtually impossible However, to uphold the 18th Amendment, late in 1933, national prohibition was repealed by the 21st Amendment, since the 18th Amendment and the 21st canceled one another. It means that today there are only 22 effective amendments in the Constitution, or 12 in addition to the Bill of Rights. easier method of amending the Constitution? Many persons have become convinced that our present amending process is so difficult that it seriously handicaps democratic government. The basic idea of which is 
the enactment into law of the majority will. Moreover, it generally takes many years to effect changes in the machinery of government. The popular election of senators was proposed as early as 1826, nearly a century elapsed before it became a reality. The need for an amendment permitting Congress to levy direct taxes on income was shown in 1895 when the Supreme Court invalidated a federal income tax provision. But 18 years were needed to write the 16th Amendment into the Constitution. Numerous suggestions have been advanced for a gateway amendment which would expedite the adoption of proposed changes in our Constitution. The following suggested changes in Article 5 appear to possess the most merit. Number 1. That amendments be proposed by a simple majority vote of both Houses of Congress and approved by two-thirds of the states. Number two, that proposed amendments be ratified by popular vote in the several states, rather than by the state legislators or special convention. Number three, that a national convention for proposing amendments be held at definite intervals, either every 10 years or every 20 years, and that the proposals of the convention be submitted to a popular referendum. Number four, that Congress and the President set up a special advisory board to sift and study suggestions for changes in the Constitution and to submit proposed amendments to the state for ratification. Proponents of these and other plans to amend the amending process realize that they face a very difficult task since it is possible for 13 states to block any change. it up for this week's episode of Free Circle Freedoms. I hope you enjoyed listening and please share, like, and subscribe and join us over at Dead America at deadamerica.website for our other podcast show. Make sure you join us next week right here exclusively on Anchor for Free Circle Freedoms when we discuss Influence of Liberal construction upon constitutional development. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Thank you for listening.